Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. So, yeah, take us through. Let's start with your story, yes, yeah? Okay, so I originally come from India. I was born in uh, a state called Punjab. I think I will spare you an audience of the names because <laughs> they will not be any more relevant. Yeah. But I was in a small city or relatively by India's size, small city. And mm-hmm. I was born there. I switched cities, countries. By the time I was in year 10 or by the time I was in college, I had been to about six, seven cities. Mm-hmm. So I had fairly mobile lifestyle. We were changing places. We were changing uh, schools. And I, at that time, didn't know, but it helps you a lot in terms of being adaptable, in terms of switching, understanding different people, different countries. And I always had an aspirational style. What I mean is I always was very ambitious, aspirational, and to an extent, passionate. So mm. that was holding me back in those days. But I did well, did an engineering degree, and then uh, ended up in IT, as most Indian people would do, Indian engineers would do. And around, uh, again, as I was mobile in first five years, I changed four companies. And every time I was changing a company, I was switching again because you get some salary hike and it's exciting when you're young. Yeah. So, but you don't realize the value of uh, uh, staying at one place or growing with the company. But mm-hmm. I also had the privilege of every company I joined, the first uh, three, they got bankrupt within, oh. uh, or they started to be on. First time I let it be bankrupt, I waited for maybe they will get better. Second mm-hmm. time, as soon as it started, I jumped. Third time, as soon as it started, I jumped because I had experience with me. And yeah. fourth time, before they got bankrupt or even there was no problem, I switched. And the fifth one then was a big, big company. And I I learned that it's not me. It just happens. Yeah. Because at a certain point, I was like, okay, I have the capability to get companies bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're, you're, you're putting that to... Part of your skills, yeah? <laughs> I thought so. But then I realized as I started to gain wisdom, it was not me, it was circumstances. Yeah. And it does happen when small companies you join, sometimes they struggle. But I learned a lot as I needed to switch forcefully because the companies, and I every time I switched, I gained. And then the story continued. And then in 2003, when I joined a large Indian company, I had the opportunity to be in South Africa. And then mm-hmm. I started to learn about different cultures. Of course, before that, I moved from North India to South India, and there was a huge shift, huge uh, disparity between cultures, differences between culture. And in South Africa, I realized- Even in India itself, yeah? Because India is so big. Exactly, hugely different. So, and it was to the extent that I used to go to, maybe I share you a personal story. I used to go to a restaurant. And in the restaurant, I used to ask him for first few days, do you have dish A? And he used to say, and I thought, okay, no. 
So I said, order the second one because that's generally there. Then a few days later, one of my friends was there and I saw somebody having dish A while every day my story was, do you have dish A? He says, and I say, okay, no. he doesn't have it. Let me order dish B. And then after a week or something, I said my, to my friend, I'm surprised. He's having that dish yeah. and he's telling me no. And then the guy that day understood my language. So that was the difference in language. And he said, mm -hmm. that's what we think for you every day. You ask A, but order B. And I said, where's the problem? So the guy was from North India and he told me, this means yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it now that yes can be this and yes can also be this. And yes yeah. can also be this as long as it's moving yeah. so, with a little bit of twist. So there are different yeses. That's what I learned. Uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. When, when I came to uh, South Africa, then I realized the difference, vast majority of culture. And I also started understanding how mm. things can be done in a more seamless and how you integrate across cultures and what my strengths were, communication, negotiation, discussion, understanding people. And mm. I started to leverage it. And then I had the opportunity to be in South Africa for around three years. I also got married during that time. And mm -hmm. then as life changes with marriage and with other things, I started to understand that there are some challenges. And I came to Belgium as well. And when I came to Belgium, uh, mm -hmm. as life would have it, I started to learn more and more because Europe is a very different culture. And I started to appreciate differences between cultures, differences between countries. And then... I was starting to feel a little bit of a gap in myself because I was doing things. I was growing in the professional corporate environment, but I was also starting to feel I'm missing something. So I hmm. chose to do an MBA. And as I chose to hmm. do an MBA, I understood something which I didn't understand being an engineer. And it helped me a lot, which allowed me to switch into another company. And then I was doing really, really well in there. Hmm. And all of a sudden, I was also in the top talents of that company mm. and I was in the top 25 I think there were 25 or 30 people in that group and I was also the winner of that group so I was in the you know the candy eye candy boy mm. or candy eye of whatever you call it in front mm. of people and the creme uh, de la creme yeah that's also <laughs> so mm. at that point I was like hmm I can do something but then all of a sudden as life has it when you hit high you are supposed to hit low as well it keeps you in balance if the you're balance, not yeah. hmm. so the balance kicked in and i was in one year about to be fired and it shocked Ooh. me it shocked me to the core because nobody till then being an ambitious aspirational and self-driven everything put me in a difficult situation but now i was in the management position and then you realize more compared to an employee position and i questioned myself do i really want to do this what are the drawbacks so i hired a coach i worked with him and he explained me. But my attitude even at that time was, don't tell me I can't do it. Tell me how can I do it? So that mm. skill played in. And then I realized, do I want to be in a company forever and be at the mercy of a manager? Because it's not. I'm thankful to that manager now. But essentially at that point in time, I was like, now this manager and me don't work. Okay, I may have some problems. But everyone else is not, or most of the people are not willing to support me, even though one year ago I was the top talent. So what changed? Mm -hmm. So I'm at the mercy yeah. of the current manager, more or less, though I found a job at that time and everything. But I decided to change. And as I started to change, I 
came in touch with the books from Mr. Brian Tracy, who eventually mentored me as well, Jim Ron, Tony Robbins, and uh-huh. people like that. And I started reading books like The Power of Clarity, Action Strategies for Personal Achievement. So all the good books from Brian Tracy, and it had a profound impact on me. Yeah. As, as it started to happen, I was, I think life took a different turn. Then I wrote four books. I set myself a goal that I want to be an entrepreneur. I set myself an aspiration to be financially free. I set myself an aspiration to become a better person. And then I learned it doesn't need to be perfect. It needs to be done. It's better than perfect. And those kind of realizations as I had, I think life changed. And between 2015 and 19, or now we're in 20, Hmm. I have set up my company. I've written three books. I'm writing the fourth one. I'm working on also the fifth one uh, in the concept. Hmm. So those things started to happen and I started to become more and more an entrepreneur. And where hmm. the value lies is when people around you start to feel the change, start to acknowledge the change, start to appreciate the change, not in your aspirations, but you as a person. And then I realized, as Tony Robbins says, Success is 80% psychology and 20% action or business. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't realize, and I still sometimes question that in those bad days, but I did understand that mindset and behavior or the person you are plays a big, big part in what you become and how you become and what you achieve. So I've been focused on uh, all that aspect. And since uh, 2014, 15, in the last five years, I've read about 160 books. Wow. By the way, I don't read books. I listen to books. So that's the first, okay. first thing which Mr. Brian Tracy said, find out if you're a reader or listener. And that was a key turning moment. I'm a listener. Hmm. So it allowed me to make a switch and make a change, I think. And here I am. I'm having a job. I'm doing entrepreneurship. I have my company and I'm intending to grow it and set it up in a way. And I'm also active on social media. I started a podcast. So I'm very, how should I say, pleasantly uh, amazed, fascinated, surprised with what I've been able to achieve because of this transformation that I've had since 2015 in the last five years. And I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to growing and transforming next because nowadays I'm like, okay, this if, if this is version two of Punit, what would version three of Punit look like? Because, okay, that's okay. done. Everybody's appreciating now. How do we get to the next level? That's the hmm. journey. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> very fascinating. I mean, picking from there, it looks like there were yeah. key moments and even key people as well who sort of uh, helped you to make uh, this happen, especially you mentioned there about uh, mentors and people. Yeah, that, uh, you and I think uh, a lot of people helped me yeah, I, I, I think I in in between had the opportunity to be with Mr. Brian Tracy and be coached by him. I've even been endorsed by him. Mm. I had the opportunity to be have coaching from Tony Robbins wow. and also the European. Uh, not I mean when I say Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins Foundation, not Tony Robbins himself. Himself, yeah. Because he has a huge structure uh, in coaches, coaches, and the coaches will coach you. So I was yeah. in his senior coaching uh, coaches so that who coached me. And then yeah. eventually I had the privilege of working with uh, Rob Moore, the UK uh, disruptive entrepreneur, uh, Paulo Mohani, even Dr. John D. Martini from uh, States. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I've yeah. also been uh, in Dr. Joe Dispenza's. Uh, I'm a great fan of him as well. So rather mm. than getting boxed in one block, I've had a broad perspective, which allowed me to understand about things mm. differently. And even Jim Ron had a huge impact on me, mm. uh, his speaking style and his eloquence and his uh, the way he uh, puts concept in a simple way. Yeah, because he talks a lot about personal development, isn't it? I've, I've studied right. a lot of uh, of, uh, of his stuff. Uh, so, I mean, for for you, um, what, 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 how do you put the role of mindset? Because it sounds like mindset has been a key, you know, to you in 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 shifting yeah. your mentality, how you look at things. I mean, even that shift itself from uh, being an employee into entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. I mean, that is uh, something a, a lot of people, you know, either get scared of it because of yeah. uh, security or other things, being comfortable in their job or right. something that they do. So how, how, you know, that shift, how easy or how difficult was that for you to make? I won't say it was difficult, but it happened over time. So when in 2015, I used to Ryan Tracy and saying, have a goal, have a aspiration. And he was talking of a big house, a big car or things like that, the American way. And I, okay, now I was looking like, okay, I, I'm doing what I'm doing. And if I stay in what I'm doing, so at the age of 65, I will have what he's saying. Mm. So initially it was like that. Okay, I'm here to improve and so on. But eventually after a few years, it started to kind of come to me that it's not about sitting and being a duck to be shot mm. and waiting till 65 because the world is changing and you will you can be lucky a lot of people are to survive till 65 and mm. then have a pension plan and everything but it will get you there to an extent but if you really want mm. to be uh, aspiring of financial freedom earlier and living life on your own terms and if you want to really have be ambitious, then mm. you can't expect that path to take you along. And then in the mindset, Brian Tracy talks about the planet philosophy that is, you are the sun that has to run the solar system and the planets are, okay, it's an adapted version of what Mr. Brian Tracy says, but then you are the sun and you have yourself, your family, your partner, your vocation, that's profession, your finances, your spiritual thinking and society and network, all those things together. That's what you need to take. So in your mindset, you don't need to be focused 100% on your, uh, uh, what do we say, uh, on your job. Like I was 24-7 thinking about job. When I come back, I'm talking about this went bad, that went bad. I was in a mindset of that job 24-7. And I realized life mm -hmm. is much more than just a job or just a business. So there are seven aspects which uh, John D. Martini also talks about. And then mm. I started to look at all those things. And then I also said, okay, finances don't only have to come from job. You can, should create other sources of income. And okay, you mm. all wish, everyone wishes that each source is equal to the other one or the primary one. But you have to create them and nourish them and grow them. And that's the mindset which you learn. Mm -hmm. Like first time mm -hmm. when I listen, just listen or crucial conversation, then they say the uh, listening process or thinking process has five stages. There's the left brain, right brain, or uh, the amygdala. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's not possible. Mind blown. Mind, no, yeah, first time it's shocking. Uh, it's a bookish thing. 
but then when you hear it consistently in different books listen to it and then you say you start to gradually understand and automatically since you immerse yourself into an environment and when you put your hand in a pot of glue some of it sticks so since i continued this journey of putting myself daily to one to two hours listening to these books and exposing mm. myself to new ideas creative thinking positive thinking and also balanced thinking so it's moved mm. earlier i was looking at it okay i need to improve communication i need to improve listening i need to improve and then it started okay uh, brian tracy says napoleon hill says this who's this napoleon hill okay think and grow rich let's listen this mm. and then i said ah, this author is good i want to listen to him and then i said this is the skill i want to develop so it evolves and it's a mindset which you get over time so it's not easy as you say it's a transformation mm. but you have to be mm. let willing to put yourself at in challenge mode like i read this uh, uh, secret book and i started mm. okay think and imagine and it'll happen and then i mm. realized after a few months think will work but with that you have to believe and with those two you need to act yeah so the books talk of a concept at a certain point but you need to take mm-hmm. the concepts that work with your personality and string mm-hmm. out something called a philosophy that's your mindset and mm-hmm. then with that mindset you need to work together and if you apply that philosophy and learn from that philosophy improve that philosophy enrich that philosophy and keep applying keep working keep taking action then things happen so what i call is myself as uh the way i motivate myself is the think believe act the first is you think very hard conceive your ideas make it real and uh, i apply brian tracy's principle saying think on paper so okay you can can meditate and all thing but then you write it because when you write it it crystallizes your thought it makes it mm-hmm. real or it makes you feel where's the gap because in the mind you're already a millionaire but when on the paper you put it <laughs> you see you're still where you are or you're starting to see a journey yeah. so that's the think part and then the believing part yes i'm here and i want to be here but how do i become so you have to believe you can go from here to here mm-hmm. so that's the second part and then when you believe you need to of course uh, there are a lot of things you need to have faith and trust but let's put it in belief and then you need to take action an action which may not be corresponding to the result you want but action which is seemingly small but it's helping you step by step getting there and you will not see the way as it happens when we are driving road we don't and sometimes it's a downhill or uphill and we don't see if the road will it seems like the road will end at the uphill but as mm-hmm. soon as you hit the uphill you start to see the downhill and then another and then another it continues so that's how life is so you need yeah. to trust what you can see do your best to get where you can and then when you reach there you'll find the next one and the next one and the next one and if you keep following the right turns and with the the right elements right thinking right beliefs you are more mm-hmm. likely to give yourself a better chance it's not about you will be certainly successful but you'll have more chances and it's about creating chances like yeah if i had continued in job since 2015 only which i am but since i took action i took three book uh, i wrote three books i'm writing my mm-hmm. fourth and i set up a company and i'm providing consultancy and i'm an entrepreneur now and everything 
so it has shaped up differently mm. now will i be getting what i want in 2 years or 3 years or 5 years or 10 years that i don't know mm. but it's the consistent action which is taking me towards a goal towards the direction so it changed my direction mm. and that's what it is and more importantly since you talk about mindset mm. it's the mindset which is delivering it this mindset was not there this feelings were not there this thinking was not there and that's the biggest value add like mm. uh, it was around 2017 one time i was driving home and my wife said i have started to enjoy living with you <laughs> now okay you can talk about millions you can talk about entrepreneurship you can talk about mindset but that's a tangible credible proof that mm. what you are working on is actually working yeah wow so it's things like this that uh, you need to appreciate it's a journey that you need to appreciate while you have a destination in the mind and uh, as people say if you shoot for the moon you maybe will end up in stars but if you don't shoot and you aim for the earth only you'll stay on the earth yeah, so that's what i believe in. it is the mindset that drives you and with the mindset everything changes but as you say it is difficult it is challenging so you need to give yourself time and without any expectation immerse yourself into different thinking different approaches different thinking wow that's a, that's a, a lot of stuff covered there just uh, two two things to pick up on there because you sure. probably know know some of your peers or colleagues or people that you know who are even uh, coming from the same background as you haven't made it or done something similar to what you have done and uh, it could be one of a number of things but uh, a couple of them could be one that uh, where do I, where do they get the motivation to put themselves onto that and mm-hmm. the second is even when they are doing something but they are not getting the results because the philosophy as you have uh, described it relies on the fact that when you put yourself on uh, a path to achieve something you don't necessarily have to know or how you are going to get there just have the vision and the mind and then the relevant steps will probably play out rightly to get you there but for people who have tried something maybe they failed or did something and it doesn't work the motivation or all of that can can drop you know what what would you say to, to people like that where where can they get that motivation or if they are not being successful do they just carry on change course or what can people do i think it's success and failure is always relative i mean i share the paths which i've been successful but i've also been failing in things it's not like i haven't failed in last 5 years i've probably taken more risk failed more and learned more in last 5 years than i ever did before so it's about mm. continually taking risk continually evaluating if those risks are working or not evaluating the risk before during and after and then either taking corrective actions or even getting out of things because if you know it's not working and it's not that it is not working it is not working for you because mm-hmm. of certain circumstances the way you are configured the way you are the skills you have and the way you are trying to do it Mm. so it's a function yeah. of multiple things you just can't say it didn't work for me or it is not a good thing it yeah. is a good thing for those who do it in a certain way and it is not a good thing because you are doing it in a certain way and mm. that's something you need to respect understand and appreciate and if it is if you are convinced this is something you want to do you adapt you improve and you learn and you yeah. change and make more investment of time money energy effort everything and connection mm-hmm. and if you believe you need to change course you also do that 
So you need to stay yeah. open. You need to stay humble. So yeah. if I look at it, I think the uh, first and foremost is have a philosophy. Philosophy meaning that is you're going to give yourself a lot of chances. What I mean by a lot of chances is imagine uh, a farmer. If he thinks, mm -hmm. will it rain or will it be a sunny? And if he keeps thinking, he will not try. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't try, nothing happens. And then if he puts seeds and he says, oops, some birds have come. They are going to take, oh, some seeds didn't grow. It's the law of nature. Some will grow, some will be eaten, some will be rotten. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it will not happen. But more yeah. often than net, not a part of the crop will grow so much yeah. that it will allow you to reap benefit of everything you've done in last few years or in that year. So you don't mm. know if it will rain. You don't know if it will be a drought. You don't know if it will be flood. But what you know is if you put seeds at the right time during spring, there's more yeah. chance of it growing because there are more years in which the sunshine and the rain and everything happens on time, then it does not. There are more years mm -hmm. in which there are less, no floods, then there are floods. So you need to yeah. put the odds in context and take it. So have a philosophy. Second is uh, keep reviewing it because it's not like you uh, sow in uh, March and you are going to do it next year also and keep failing. You need to review what didn't what worked and evaluate on a consistent basis. Mm. Then as I said, think, believe and take action on that philosophy, then mm. persist because it will not be easy. I mean, I'm finding out having been an entrepreneur is far more challenging because you are the HR, you are the sales or rather I'm the sales, I'm the HR, I'm the invoicing guy, I'm the administration, I'm everything. So yeah. I'm everything meaning I'm the bottleneck. I am the bottleneck and I'm the unbottle and bottling person as well. So it will be challenging. So you need to persist. Then the question is, as I said, you, how do you learn? How do you change your belief system, improve your philosophy? You need to keep learning. Have a mentor who can a little bit take a step back, look at things with a different perspective, allow you to uh, have different perspectives. And more importantly, keep on taking on action, keep on driving things. And if you do that, along with the things that we are talking about here and mm -hmm. if you are keep on believing still after all that keep on taking risk then it's more likely to work than it will not work that's my not belief so it's mm -hmm. not easy it's not simple but you need oh, yeah. to continually evaluate mm -hmm. that consistency like i give you a simple experience. example i was to launch right and you need to adapt so i was planning to do a uh, podcast and I've been thinking of it since uh, October. Yeah. I started interviewing and I was not sure, do I do it myself? Do I outsource? I had different offers and I was yeah. about to commit. And then Corona happened. And then mm -hmm. I was like, should I spend this much money on getting it done or not externally? And then mm -hmm. a guest came along who wanted to do it now. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me give myself two or three days. Let me research. And let me see if I can do it myself. I researched and I was proud of the fact that I launched my uh, podcast, the Fit for Privacy podcast, in mm. a matter of two weeks without any cost, zero cost, single, wow. zero, not spent. And then I realized I've saved some money, but then it 
okay and again done is better than perfect it may not be 100% perfect by some people standard who want to be perfectionist but it's much better than what i could have done and i'm continuing to evaluate improve and so on so it's a risk it's a try and that you need to try so that's what i would mm. say mm. oh thanks for that um now just uh, let's uh, let's now touch upon these uh, struggles and successes so the challenges and right. the lessons Can you, uh give us uh, uh, some bits on that please yeah yeah i think struggle or learning or challenge it's all part of the life that's how you have to mm -hmm. take it sometimes we say it's challenging i won't do it or sometimes in like jim ron's thing we say i wish it was easy no i wish i had more skills to do the difficult things so that's the adaptation you have to do so rather than ex you cannot expect things to be easy that's given it will not be easy if it was easy everybody will do it everybody would be an entrepreneur everybody would be a millionaire not 90% people are not millionaire because of a reason so if you want to do things which 5% or 4% or 3% population are doing you need to do things differently and it will not be easy because easy is sitting in and waiting for things to happen it will not be easy that's the first thing we need to understand mm. second of course when you say challenge yes challenges are on the way not in the way that is mm -hmm. it's not blocking you it's there and you need to get over it and then you're forward it's like the hurdles race so when you're running mm -hmm. in uh, olympics or these are hurdles that you need to cross because these hurdles will grow you make you better and improve you to face new hurdles which are a little bit higher a little bit difficult mm -hmm. but if you don't cross this one the next one will be even more difficult so god or universe it puts the right hurdles at right time for you to grow so you cannot say mm -hmm. it's challenging you or difficult it is difficult it will be difficult so you have to accept that from the start there mm -hmm. will be risks and you need to manage them and you need to have your mindset configured to manage it and like mm. i gave you the uh, podcast thing same way and I, I, since i've become an entrepreneur it became a huge challenge for me i thought i was spending time and good amount of time every day but mm. i didn't see the results now it's very painful because you have aspirations you set them put the money you put the time you put everything and the results are not coming i said okay where am i spending time let's look at it so that's the set can you say the challenge is there are no sales the challenge is there are less clients the challenge is or the other way of looking at it it's not working let's stop that's also a way but mm -hmm. i always looked at it what do i have to do to make it work rather than it's not working and i should stop mm -hmm. so i said okay what am i doing and then i started to note down write down different activities that i do i classified them and then one of my coaches said follow mohani said you need to be spending time in front of clients or activities mm -hmm. that get you in front of clients but mm -hmm. i'm on social media that's uh, being in front of clients and no things that get you in front of client and talking one on one okay good I so i started to note down each and every activity that i do and uh, proudly i can say i think it's 132 days or 133 days now 
that I've been doing it and monitoring it. So I have a list of 20 activities that I monitor and I've classified them into something called administrative activities, which are need to be done. Hmm. I can outsource them at a later point, but not all of them. Then there are branding activities wherein I need to be in front of more people. I don't know who's my client, but some of them are clients, some of them are prospects, and some of them will tell my client. So there's the branding aspect. And then there's the learning aspect. The learning aspect meaning I need to refresh my privacy knowledge. I need to refresh my or add to my privacy knowledge, add to my entrepreneurship knowledge, and keep my mindset fresh, keep my mindset positive, because every day is not easy. So as challenges come, you get to feel down. So you need to keep learning, keep immersing yourself in new ideas, new concepts. And then finally, the earn, that is the billable work, the extra hours you put actually in getting money out and the feeding in the administration, feeding in the uh, branding and feeding in the learning. So that's how, and I call it the ABLE framework, A-B-L-E, administer, brand, learn, and earn. And mm. coincidentally, the earn comes in the end. Yeah. <laughs> so once you've yeah. done all you hope you wish you earn but not other mm. way around it is not like earn and then i will do administration then i will do the branding and then i will do the learning it doesn't work like that the framework yeah. coincidentally came out like that i was and i wanted to i just put it and it was completely in the op other opposite action because i had written earn first because those earning mm. activities i was like if i make it an acronym it will work well and then I saw yeah. it is already an acronym if you look bottom up. Yeah. You need to keep yourself motivated. And when you say motivated, motivation, I think more than motivation, you need inspiration. Mm. Because motivation is external. You can motivate yourself and then it will go away because it's external. But inspiration mm. is inside. If you are driven, if you know yourself, if you know your values, if you know who you are, what you are aiming for, and you're confident that's what you are looking for, not this, mm. not that. Then you stay focused, and then you are inspired from inside. Yeah. You have the burning mm. desire. Yeah. Like, yeah. Think, think and grow rich. So you have a deep desire and determination, and that's going to drive you. Motivation is, okay, you went to a seminar, you liked it. It's very nice. Today you are motivated. Tomorrow, yeah, I want to do it. Day after... Yeah, I'll do it next in the next week. And then a few weeks later, you are in the next seminar or not, or the life gets in the way and mm. then it disappears. So for me, motivation tends to disappear. It's the inspiration that you need to find internally. So that's inside. Yeah. It's a burning desire and you keep burning it and you keep mm. uh, bringing things along the, the things we've talked about, the philosophy, the mindset, the thinking, the beliefs, the everything. And that keeps burning that keeps getting you where you want to and that keeps feeding you with new ideas on how to get there so mm. for me it's inspiration that works inspiration derives your motivation yes you're aspiring for achieving that but it's inspired to inspired to be motivated for this rather than i'm motivated to become a millionaire mm. uh, <laughs> probably won't work because it's all external mot that 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 but what will you get why do you want to do it yeah. It has to be internal. Yeah, you have to be inspired. Oh, that's yes. uh, quite the insight for that. Yeah, thanks for sharing yeah. that. Now, um, now um, two two things from there. Um, what what do you, what do you think is the the role of uh, education within within that? 
And also, um, have you had any ventures that uh, have, have failed and haven't worked and you've had to abandon and uh, start something else? Yeah, I think it happens. So the first part of your question is uh, talking about, mm -hmm. one is talking about ventures that the, fail. The, the, yeah, and then the role, the role of education, like how education, education like to build courses or, or any kind of education okay i think then we need to put it in perspective there is the traditional education system that we go to a college or that that has certain mm -hmm. amount of relevance and value that brings in and then there's the self-education and then mm -hmm. there's the thing which you learn by having a coach a mentor by talking to people mm -hmm. going for courses private courses and things so i think you need to put everything in balance Mm -hmm. You cannot say this is good and that is bad. Everything has a role. If you have an educational certificate or a degree, it does bring certain amount of credit, but it may not bring you the practical knowledge which coach or a mentor can help you. But mm -hmm. if you have a coach and a mentor, he will meet you every day or not every day, every week or every two weeks. And in half an hour, he cannot or she cannot change you inside out. That's your own job. So that's why I talk about self-education and self-learning. And that's where I talk about immersion. Immersion meaning you need to put yourself daily, in fact, hourly if possible, in a scenario that you are looking at things improving, bringing new ideas, new concepts into your life, listening to a few books, looking at which skills you have to improve. So it's a mix of everything that you have to have. You cannot rely on mentors and hope things will work. You cannot rely on them. MBA or an engineering and hope things will work and you cannot also rely on I will sit meditate or I will just learn and things will work you need to have the right balance each and everything and even in the uh, entrepreneurial education you have to understand different elements if someone comes along and saying let's come to this business mastermind or ma social media mastermind or marketing mastermind you have to understand mm. these are different things. You need to know sales. Mm. You need to know hiring. You need to be HR. You need to be entrepreneurial. You need to be good in your business. And you need to be good in social media. You need all mm. and speaking. You need all those elements. Mm. And then maybe you want to do a podcast. So that's another skill. Yeah. You need to look <laughs> at it as skills. Have that list which you want to have. And then for each of those skills, make your plan on how you're going to get it. Maybe you'll say, Podcast, I will do it myself or podcast, I will learn externally. Entrepreneurship, I will do it this way. Financials, I will do it. But you have to make yourself a 360 degree person and you have to pick mm -hmm. and choose and also choose what is needed now. Maybe yeah. you need sales now. Maybe you need marketing now. It depends on the business you are in. And once you have mm -hmm. that list, you need to prioritize it and keep working on it. But it, and it doesn't work in sequence. It's not one after the other. So some are primary focus, some are secondary focus, some are tertiary focus. At a certain point when the primary has grown to a level, then you work on the secondary and the secondary becomes primary. It's a complicated thing, but I hope you yes. I'm able to express myself. So it's like balloons. You fly them up and hope mm -hmm. they will sustain. Some of them will sustain and some of them you will need to fill them up with the replaceable ones. Yeah. And then it takes shape and you start to learn. And the best thing is with all this education that you have, when you put it mm -hmm. into practice, you'll see some of it works and some it doesn't. So what doesn't, yeah. 
you learn what does you learn and then you improve and mm-hmm. now you are also but i mean i would uh, close at that thing be in mm-hmm. balance and know how to use it and not fall mm-hmm. into trap of this versus that it's everything mm-hmm. you need and yeah. also you need to balance out your finances on what you need mindset or entrepreneurship or marketing or podcast or social media or maybe and but if you do all of the ands you'll do courses for one year mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. a way if you can afford it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so regarding ventures uh i mean you try different things so i was into this property thing and i understood or i expected or at least people told me that you can make good money and what i learned is there are different strategies the buy refurbish rent or buy and rent mm-hmm. or rent to rent or rent to service accommodation so i tried a few things i learned a lot from people some things worked and some things didn't some things i lost and some things i made money and then as i lost i reflected upon what's the lesson learned meaning what did i do well and i should have done it again what mm-hmm. did i not do well and i should do it next time and what did i not do and shouldn't do it Or, and what is a new thing i should do so that i can improve i can learn and i can grow and sometimes then you say so i failed in one venture and then i started the second one and i started with a different person and then i started the third one and then after three times it didn't work and i said okay mm-hmm. what's going wrong so it's the philosophy mm-hmm. with which i was working because my philosophy was to outsource and manage through external people but that what it does is it ends up eating up the margins because the margins I are see. not as high as some people tell you because hmm. people tend to give you their best case and yeah. you are not, not always going to be lucky to have the best case the chances are you are going to have the average or the worst case because best hmm. case is when you have gained experience you have gained knowledge and you are doing everything by yourself and if you're not doing all by yourself you're likely to cut out on profits make losses and so on so then you have to see is it the business or is it me but again if i'm setting up an entrepreneurship business on privacy and i want to make earnings on property so then i have to choose options in which i don't spend time mm-hmm. or relatively very little time and if i'm spending very little time either i outsource or i do uh, an option in which there's less involvement of time so then uh, i understood that if i'm outsourcing and i'm not knowing too much then people are not so much what they tell you yeah so that's a reality it's like anything mm. else like so there's a there's a sales part and there's a delivery part and there's a reality so mm. it's very easy in excel to draw images uh, draw my uh, monthly rents and drop it and it yeah. looks very nice 500 euros or 1000 euros or 1000 pounds coming in but mm. in reality it's not an excel it's very different it's number of bookings number of thing you need to yeah. did couple of ventures in property i think uh, three or four of them and i can safely say two didn't work one got hit by corona mm. and then uh, in function of corona and in view of the next requirements i'm looking at it and in view of that i want to run it in a hands off mode is it worth okay i can always i also know i been mean, uh, some people have taken advantage some have cheated 
and some have been genuine so i've had my full share and one was working very well but then corona came but you need mm. to build in resilience for everything and you don't need yeah. to say okay now corona is there i will keep investing you need to evaluate and then take yeah. decision so so in uh, the buy rent it worked well but in the others it hasn't mm. and i know people will say you didn't work with me you didn't work with me but yeah for me everyone was equal it was based on who responded quick who responded fast and who was being more genuine more answering the queries i had at that time okay mm. i didn't have enough queries now i realize but at least there were some who answered and i worked with them at that time i made right decisions and wrong decisions but in the end the model in which i was working it didn't work so I, there mm. are ventures like that in you fail even in my books so three books i wrote one is an all time best seller in the privacy ebooks e second mm. is ninth in all i can safely say that the book which is not in the list the amount of energy amount of promotion amount of marketing i put in was less yeah. so the book that was in that is an all time best seller is because i spent 3 months thinking through in my car every day and i didn't write anything then i wrote it on paper then i started writing it and then i envisaged it then i evaluated it then i spent multiple reviews and so on okay it was not perfect it was done mm. and then it went out so there was a lot of diligence behind it the other one i did the first part right thinking and design but in the execution i wrote it quickly because i was beating a timeline yeah it didn't work not in any list so mm. and again even if i had put the due diligence it doesn't matter that uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't mean it will always be successful so that venture also failed so there are on an ongoing basis or even on a daily basis uh, i was with a client few weeks ago i started so sorry there's mm. some thing happening on my phone so let's okay. quieten it otherwise it will keep <laughs> it's okay <laughs> so yeah sorry for that so even with clients sometimes there are challenges so i had a couple of weeks back at the same time on the same day two clients came in one was a acquaintance and one was a completely new client both asked me to work i explained almost both the same things and i started working on them one at the end of it said when will you send me the invoice and the second one when i asked him where to send invoice he was like i never asked you to pay do the paid work i only asked you for a proposal while he had consulting yeah. so you will get bad people you will have bad ventures but it mm. doesn't mean i will stop working yeah you know? what did i do differently and now i can't even correlate saying i did differently because it was the same situation in two clients one worked and one didn't mm. but yeah. you still have to learn to say okay it's better next time to agree on what you are doing and align better on expectations because mm. the expectations were a little bit informal yeah but the documentation or the end produce was the same but mm. uh, it's also the person it's also the situation and it's also a little bit of me so the little bit of me has to be fixed little bit yeah. of will happen little bit of the person will also happen so you hmm. blame the person it happens it's life hmm. so you control the the parts that you can control because anything else is uh, external it can go either way but at least your your situation or your part you get to 
to to sort out and make sure it's all good yeah spot on alex exactly you yeah. picked the right thing yeah. there are things i control what i do and the way i behave i don't control yeah. the situation i can influence yeah. it but i do not control yeah. what the other person says so yeah. i have to focus on the right yeah. thing yeah yeah cool so just uh, uh now uh, moving to the part of uh, um advising uh, uh, you know entrepreneurs or people in business in terms of uh, um what what would be your other business advice or personal advice on uh, what what does it take for them to have that cutting edge competitive advantage to do well in whatever it is that they are doing i think i'll link back to what i said you need to do five things maybe mm-hmm. i was uh, not elaborate on that but you need to have a philosophy as i said and keep reviewing it from time to time that's the first thing you need to do so have mm-hmm. a framework with which you want to operate second mm-hmm. is you need to be thinking believing and acting inconsistent with your framework and your values that's the second yeah. thing the third thing you need to do is you will need to persist because there will be risk there will be challenges and there will be issues on the way so you need mm-hmm. to be prepared for that the fourth thing you'll need to do is you'll need to immerse yourself like you brought in the education dimension different elements of education the self the uh, standard system and the external system and knowing what you are looking at so if you do those four things and persist and continue while learning while doing and com- fifth is continue to do these four things iteratively it's not like my philosophy is done it's plastered and i'll put it on a wall think believe act it'll be okay mm. no think believe act has a philosophy behind has a m- meaning behind and that meaning needs to change daily yeah. i'm learning books and it's not like if i say any author he's the best and i will only listen to him no you need to listen to him because you like him but you also need to listen to somebody else and see what you can learn sometimes you don't like it so put yourself a little bit in the uncomfortable zone so and also get out of your comfort if you do those five things consistently have a philosophy think believe act consistently with your philosophy mm-hmm. be ready for uh, uh, risks and challenges manage them persist uh, on with your think and read books immerse yourself and continue to do these things on a daily recurring regular basis it's like an apple a day so mm. keeps you healthy wealthy and all those things but it's a daily it's not like and you yeah. don't need to be foolish like okay i didn't eat any apple today i didn't uh, follow my philosophy today and nothing happened the thing mm. is if you don't follow it for 100 days then the disaster starts to come yeah and when you mm-hmm. follow it for uh like i give you an example i was listening to a book you know there's a drop of water which falls on a stone and nothing happens mm. but if you go to caves or mountains you'll see with that drop of water coming in on that stone daily mm-hmm. the stone has already started to kind of change its shape mm. change its thing and sometimes it has cut through the so when it happens for centuries or when it happens for years even that single drop of water which seems to look like it's hitting the stone it's hitting the stone and nothing is happening but if it happens every second every minute every hour and happens for years and years even the stone has to change its shape to mm-hmm. give the water way the way it wants so that's mm-hmm. the persistence 
that's the determination you need to have. Mm. Wow, that's uh, very very insightful. That you know, it's definitely uh, something you know. Now you can picture it and see the sense <laughs> in it, you know, because uh, even uh, you know when you study the world, this is how the world has been shaped through movement right. of uh, hearts yep. which were once together, and then some shifted over centuries to make all these different continents. So that's mm. uh, that's really uh, really good. Now, um, just to finish off, maybe give us a uh, uh, a bit more on your uh, part of your technical expertise around data and privacy. So just uh, uh, give us uh, the dimensions and the parts involved in that and why it's also uh, important and how and why businesses should actually take it seriously. Each one of us as businesses are working with data. And data, I mean, you have the name of your, like you're organizing this podcast, you had my name, your my email, you'll get my photo and you'll have mm-hmm. so all these things we collect and we collect data as business. And mm-hmm. today data is being collected every moment on social media everywhere. What we need to do is we need to respect that data and use that data for right purposes, mm-hmm. essentially privacy. And when we do that, we do it in a transparent way, do it in a respectful way, in a responsible way. Of course, the law defines what is responsible, what is transparent transparent and what is accountable and all those things and there are rules and laws everything and that's what i help people with how do you use data in a responsible way while keeping trust of your customers and being transparent so you don't have to hide things you don't have to manipulate things but you need to be transparent and how do you do this privacy thing is it's like people say i have done my project i will do it at the start it doesn't work like that it is when you submit your accounting returns, do it either monthly or quarterly. Not like I will do it once a year. You do it quarterly, diligently, and you collect your bills regularly. That's the same thing with privacy. It's a set of rules you need to follow daily, and then you need to align and consult with people, and that's what then I offer. I offer companies, assist them to get a plan, decide what needs to be done, put a process, and then if they need, I provide what is called a fractional privacy officer because some companies, they don't need full-time privacy officer. They maybe need one hour a month or just Mm. they need a confidence that there is somebody who understands us, who knows our business, and he will be available when we need. So I charge a nominal Mm. fee and I'm there available for them. And as and when they come, then certain amount of time is allotted. Like Mm. if somebody pays me 49 pounds, then you can't expect time, but I'm there when you ask me and we will charge for the time but there are different models so i provide that fractional privacy because i'm there for small and medium businesses as Mm -hmm. one segment and that's what i offer and of course if there are privacy professional then i coach them train them and all those things for small and medium companies which is also your audience Mm -hmm. i provide fractional services and services to make it practical and doable Mm -hmm. because with some large corporates, they charge tens and thousands and hundreds and thousands of euros and pounds. And I know small enterprises would like quick, simple, practical and actionable business oriented advice because they don't want to hear, I want to create a mailing list and you can't create it. I want Mm. to create a mailing list. Now, how do I create it in a privacy compliant way while getting business? That's Mm. what I help people with in terms of privacy compliance if it uh, makes sense in a very abstract way mm, yeah no it definitely it has thanks for that uh, uh, Punit. so 
where can people find you people can find me on social media i'm there on yeah. most platforms if they search punit bhatia privacy they will find me but if they really want to get in touch with me the best platform is linkedin yeah or okay. an email that is info info at punit.com as i'm here i give them a quick check if they are yeah. being sincere on privacy or not because last week i was looking at or last two weeks or three weeks i have looked at about 150 websites of some small entrepreneurs in marketing space less than 200 people companies and i went to their websites the first thing i look at is do they have a privacy statement i could find about 30% companies who didn't have a privacy statement so i know what sincerity they have Mm. about 30% other 30% didn't have a good one so i knew mm. how they got it and about 4% they had the same privacy statement so they bought it from somewhere and using it without knowing what it is <laughs> so, <laughs> so think before you act and mm. you good advice good people yeah. and if find me info@punitbhatia.com or they yeah. can also to my right. podcast the fit for privacy podcast and i share some tips and information on how to become and compliant then, yeah because the consequences of this can be enormous for businesses yeah still so give, give us a bit of that how <laughs> how bad can it get for business oh, okay so you want me to scare people <laughs> <laughs> no just well, just to give them that awakening yeah <laughs> yeah that awakening i think uh the okay let's do the both uh, what you are saying the scary and the benefit part the scary part is yes it says 4% of global turnover or 20 million whichever is higher so now a company making say 500000 a year would think it's not for me because 4% would be what 125000 and 500 of 500000 it's okay i'll think about it if it happens because it will happen in a lifetime so they mm. can think of it but it also says if you've been diligently negligent that means purposefully negligent not listening to the advice and so on so there's a possibility to be fined 20 million so a company earning half a million having to pay 20 million can only go bankrupt yeah <laughs> so there is a yeah. possibility of that i don't use that to scare it but there's that but on a positive side I mean, of course that's true and it, it's in the law and you can be fine and people say i will not be yes you will not be but if you are diligently negligent purposefully negligent you would be fine and you'll go out of business but more importantly yeah. customers are asking for it i was reading some stats one in three customers in us where there's no privacy law another stat i had was the companies who have invested in privacy they've got return in terms of reduction in sales uh what do you say delays reduction yeah. in uh, customer complaints and reduction in other things and they state and it's yeah. a survey uh, that i read they state the return on investment of money spent on privacy is at least 2.5 times so if yeah. you're spending 10000 euros they believe 25000 has come back and even more the larger companies are saying multiple millions so it's both ways one you run the risk of fines and second you run the risk of trust and i think the trust of customer is more important transparency expectation mm. is more important mm. and i generally position myself as helping customers to keep trust of their clients their people who are there working with rather than the fines part because i think that's definitely there but you need to work from a trust perspective as i said from an inspiration perspective rather than a threat perspective because if you do right. the threat part you'll do it and you'll say okay done 
But if you mm. do the other part, you'll stay in touch, remaining privacy compliant. Yeah. That's how I, mm. what I believe in. Yeah, because that, that's uh, what helps you to build those long-lasting relationships with your clients as well, isn't it? And you can uh, get uh, that add-on business of them recommending you to their friends, their family, and you know that's how you can, you can build a network as well. So uh, is there anything else that uh, you had planned to talk to us today that I haven't addressed, or have we pretty much covered what you have planned? I have done more than what I planned because I had well, very. <laughs> you mentioned that I should not prepare and I should come natural. So I've come natural. Yeah. I just prepared some notes around uh, my mm -hmm. uh, the challenges or the advice part and that I've yeah. shared. And your yeah. question kind of allowed a free flow ch chat, which is yes. what we wanted because people love it. So I think yeah. I've shared everything, but if there's anything people want to get in touch with me, Feel free mm -hmm. to get in touch with me. Ask me. Yeah. Yes, my business is privacy, but I also love to talk about philosophy yeah. and other things as it's becoming evident. If even mm -hmm. if somebody wants to have a chat and understand privacy, it's a good yeah. idea to have a quick chat and conversation. Yeah. Perfect. Now, thank you very much for that, Punit. Yeah, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, you've given us very insightful tips there and uh, on business and uh, entrepreneurship and mindset. So. Thank you for that. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll catch up soon. And uh, any people looking for you, you've got the information there and uh, we'll contact you and uh, get more information as, uh, as you've stated. So thanks for that. Have uh, uh, enjoyed the rest of the day. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and having me being patient, having a wonderful conversation and doing this work of bringing messages to people in a very eloquent way, in a very structured way because this podcast that you're doing will help people and entrepreneurs to become yeah. better and to grow their businesses and improve on the mindset, improve on the yeah. entrepreneurial skills and address challenges as they go along and it'll help them get stronger. Yeah, perfect. Thanks for doing the job and of course having me. All right, thanks, Bonet. Cheers. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. bye.